You are now listening to another episode of Thoughts Over Coffee Daily with your host, Anthony Cass Clark. This is a daily podcast documenting the thoughts of the everyday entrepreneur. Let's get into it. Good people of the world. What is up? It's Anthony Cass Clark here for another edition of Thoughts Over Coffee. Hmm. We may change the name of the podcast to Thoughts Over Coffee, not Thoughts Over Coffee Daily, because essentially we're not really giving daily episodes anymore. It's about three episodes a week. So we may change that. But for right now, daily. <laughs> we're in the building. We are in the building and I cannot be I could not be more happier. Uh, thanks for listening. Of course, I appreciate you all for lending your ears and your eyes to me if you're watching this on YouTube or anywhere else, Instagram, whatever it may be. Uh, but today we have an interesting subject. We are talking about buh, 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 billion dollars, billion dollar conversations, right? This is an entire conversation about exposure. I've been having a lot of conversations lately with people close to me, my wife, friends, uh, business associates about thinking bigger, thinking bigger. And right, and it's very easy to say, man, you need to think big, you need to think big. But our, our, what is thinking big, right? Thinking big is relative. Mm. It's relative. I, I was talking to my wife how, man, back in the day, if you had a Crown Victoria, Right. And this is from where I'm from. And this may be different for everybody. Right. If you had a Crown Victoria on, say, 24 inch rims, that was the equivalent of driving a Lamborghini. It was like that is the biggest you can get to. So with that being said, right, that was what I saw growing up. Right. When I was in my teens, when I was in my teenage years, like Crown Victoria on rims. It was like, man, 26 inch rims. You are the man. You are doing it. You are you are like literally you hop on that car you are like everyone's looking at you and praising you right so for me as a teenager of course i didn't have the money to buy a crown victoria and put 24 inch rims on it so what i did was i wanted to think big but i couldn't get to that level so what i did was i bought a 1996 pontiac <laughs> pontiac grand am i didn't put rims on it because i didn't have money but what i did do i put speakers in it Two twelves in the in the trunk kickers, by the way, and I put a grill speaker in the grill. You may not know what a grill speaker is, but that was a style in Florida where you would take a six by nine speaker that typically goes like in the back window. You would take that and you would wire that through the car into the front grill of your car, right? Which is highly illegal uh, today because literally it the audio is screaming out to the world. You pass by any establishment. No one can hear anyone talking, right? It's annoying. And as a teenager, I was annoying, right? You don't have any empathy. <laughs> All you care about is yourself when you're a teenager. So I'm in the McDonald's uh, drive-through. I got my music just cranked. The this audio is just screaming. But to me, that was my version of thinking big. Like that car was everything to me, right? My having speakers in my car, having loud music, that gave me the notoriety and the praise that I was seeking. Because my biggest, my limit to my thinking was trying to get to the Crown Vic, the Crown Victoria on 24 inch rims. But like I said, I couldn't reach that, so I did my best. That was the level of my thinking, right? Then you have other people, for example, um, 
like for example, right? If you showed me a Benz S550 at that time, and I knew someone who drove one, my thinking would be get to the Benz S550, right? If I couldn't get to the 550, guess what I would do? I would probably try to get a baby Benz, right? So something something close to that level. So your level of exposure directly affects where you're able to get to, right? Because like Gamal Codner said, you don't know or you can't want what you don't know. So I'm going to give you guys a little backstory, right? And this is like the the moment that changed my entire life. I'll never forget it. When I was about um, I was about 19 years old, and my my good friend BP Dre, shout out to Dre out there, uh, introduced me to corporate life, in a sense. <laughs> we had, he introduced me to get a maintenance job at a corporation, and I believe this corporation is now public nowadays. But anyway, so I'm 19 years old. I was working at the Gap in the mall. And that was my thinking, right? The gap in the mall, I was the man. I dressed real nice for my age. I drove a Pontiac Grand Am with loudspeakers in it. I was the man. Then I got this job at this corporation. It was a, a house insurance company. And I started working there. And as soon as I started working there, it was like almost instantaneous. I started to realize, oh, I am the bottom of the totem pole here. Not because of my position in the company as a maintenance man. And when I say maintenance man, I'm saying that very loosely. I didn't screw not one thing <laughs> as a maintenance man. Andre's job and I, our job was to sleep. And whenever someone called us, we came and helped. Maybe move a table, move a box, uh, get someone's lunch or something like that. We were glorified do boys. But we did not screw anything. It was very strange. It was a... Beautiful job at 19 years old, right? Paid me really good money. Anyway, with that being said, I started working there. I realized that I was on the bottom of the totem pole, not because of my position, but because of my thinking. I started to see people dress up in suits, right? There are people coming to work in suits. People have nice shoes on. The level of cars are different. Uh, just the, the level of speech is just different. Um, at that time, I didn't, like, I come from a very a very closed off neighborhood. Like there's people in my neighborhood who have never left, like never been on a plane a day in their life, have never left the state, left the country, nothing, right? Never even left like the city outside of South Florida. So that's where I come from. And of course I was raised a little, you know, differently. I was raised, we went out of town. Um, you know, I've gone to many states and been out in the country when I was very young. So my mind is a little bit more open than that, of course, but still my everyday experience was that a very limited one. So anyway, I start working at this job and I'm starting to experience these new things. Uh, so one day we get a call from the owner, from the founder of the company, and he's asking us to bring a bag from his office uh, to his home in Sunny Isles. I had never been to Sunny Isles a day in my life. If you're not from South Florida or Florida, you may not know what Sunny Isles is, but it's a very affluent area um, near Aventura, I believe. A very affluent strip. It's right on the beach. Beautiful homes. It's beautiful. So we take a trip to, to Sunny Isles to deliver this bag. It's my first time there. I'm not sure about Andre, but my first time. So we're crossing the bridge. I'm noticing all this water. I'm like, man. So we go, these houses are just... I mean, magnificent, right? Something out of a movie. And so we pull up to the address that we're looking for and we park our car 
and we walk up to the house or what we think is the house and we're knocking on the door, knocking on the door. No one's answering. So finally, Andre says, you know what? Let's take a look in the window. Like there's like a little peep over the door. So he kind of stands on his tippy toes and looks through the window. And he's like, bro, I don't know if this is a house. I'm like, what do you mean it's not a house? He's like, I see cars. <laughs> it's so I take a look. It's literally Ferrari, Aston Martin, Benz, Range Rover. This is not a home. This is his house. I mean, this is his garage, <laughs> like his additional garage. The home was behind the garage. <laughs> So we get back in the truck and we go around. And as soon as we pull around, there's a maid uh, waiting on us. And she's like, oh, yeah, I've been waiting on you guys. Uh, come on in. He's waiting on you. So we walk in and we have the bag. And so he's like, thank you, guys. And this is, like, I don't know, this is years. I mean, I mean maybe the tablets, what's it called? An iPad. iPad was maybe new at the moment. But I remember he walked out with an iPad. He said, you guys want something to drink and blah, blah, blah. And we're like, oh, sure. We take some water. And boop, boop, boop. Puts it on his iPad or whatever device it was. And he pressed another button. And all of the blinds in the house start to kind of just open up like this. And it was just nothing but water. Like water and sand. It was directly on the, on the beach. And I was like, what is happening? When we left, my brain was never the same. Because I have now been given access to a new level of exposure. I've never seen this before. Now I have a new level to aim for. This is a new level of exposure. So I went back, man, and I literally was never the same from that day. I promise you. That always rung in my head. And so that was my level of exposure. And as you go on in life, your level of exposure starts to expand the more you start to meet people, the more you start to speak. This is why I'm a big advocate on getting outside of your circles, meeting new people, meeting people that you necessarily would not communicate with on a daily basis. Maybe people with different interests from you, people with different backgrounds, different languages, whatever it may be. Get out there and meet people, and that increases your exposure. Now, why is this episode called Billion Dollar Conversations? So like I said, my level of exposure changed from then on, right? And I've had some other instances in my life that have kind of, you know, upped my, my level of exposure. But none as far as this one. I've literally witnessed, you know, say uh, he's worth a couple hundred million. I won't say his name. Uh, but I've literally witnessed this guy, my first day meeting him, he literally came into the building and wrote a half a million dollar check on the spot. Well, not wrote it, but you know what I mean? He literally told him, like, shook hands about buying half of the my business, my clients. Sorry, it's a client. Half of my client's secondary business. He wanted to buy it. So they quoted him half a million dollars for it. He literally on the spot, no research, no due diligence, said, sounds good to me. Um, I'll have my assistant and my accountant, you know, wired over to you. Literally shook his hand. He left the next day. The next day, they were going down to the bank and getting the wire done, right? So that was another level of exposure for me. Like, wow, people have that much money to send, to execute, and to wire instantly, right? To make a decision of, hey, I want to buy this business. I'm going to send you the money on it. You know, half a million dollars. So anyway, 
most recently I was in a meeting and this is a meeting with uh, a friend of mine and his business partners. And we're sitting down, we're talking and they started to have a side conversation amongst themselves, being that they're in business together. And I'm kind of minding my business, but I'm just on my laptop writing some notes, doing whatever I'm doing. And I hear billion. I hear, yeah, 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 the billion. So my ears perk up like, wait, wait, what are we, what are we talking about here? Billion. They are talking about achieving the goal of crossing a billion dollars, right, in in valuation, billion dollars in valuation. And that wasn't so shocking because, you know, there's unicorns out there. There's companies that have done it. You talk about, you know, all these companies that's come from Silicon Valley in the last, you know, 10 years or so. Billions, not that crazy. But to be sitting now and to see two people talk about doing a billion dollars valuation, but talk about it so leisurely. Like, oh, all you have to do is X, Y, Z, and we'll get there by next next year. That's what blew my mind. And not only blew my mind, but again, raised my level of exposure. Because now that's that's normal to me. I've been in that conversation. I've heard it. I've sat with people who are doing it. Now my level has changed. I instantly go back to my business and I look and I say, wait, 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 wait. We got to change the entire game plan. Right. I remember starting a business. It was, oh, make if you can make 20,000 in a month. You are doing it. We did that. Let me be let me be the one to tell you if (laughs) if that's your goal, think bigger (laughs) because it's not life changing. (laughs) You're going to be sitting in the same place that you're sitting, especially if you have a team and you're running a business. All right. Next goal, make a hundred thousand, make six figures, six figures, right? Everybody scream six figures. Six figures will not change your life. It sounds good. It's not that crazy. You can do it. Trust me. Think bigger. All right. Now my new goal is, hey, let's do $2 million in revenue, right? And there's somebody, somebody listening, like $2 million. I'm sorry. That was my goal last week. (laughs) It changed now. Guess what? I need 20. We need 20 million and we're going to do it in a year. That's my new goal. That's me thinking bigger. My level of exposure has changed. I can't think small anymore. I'm no longer chained to my old ways of thinking. I've experienced too much. I'm in new rooms. I can't walk in the rooms the same way that I was thinking before. I won't be respected. I won't be able to do business with the people who are doing business on that level. So you have to change your thinking. That's what I've done. And that's what I'm doing. So $20 million is the new goal. Jay, you can cut this up. You can put this out publicly. Mariano, I know you're editing this right now. You can put it out. Let everybody know. $20 million is the new goal. Join me on the venture because I'm going to do it. Anyway, let's move into the tip of the day, Jay. How about that? Tip of the day. This is a really good one. Really good one that I use all the time. This is for all my nosy people with anxiety like myself. And I, I don't have anxiety really. But what I do hate is sending an email and not knowing what happened to the email. Did they read it? Did they open it? Did they reply? Did I say something wrong? Did I misspell something? You, you know, all you ever you ever been texting a girl and like she ghosts you, Jay? And you're like, wait, what, what, what did I do? Like, your mind starts going crazy. I remember, like, my mind used to go, like, is she in the hospital? Like, <laughs> like what happened? <laughs> this is a way to soothe all of those anxieties when you're dealing with email. 
And I'm um, not paid by these people, but we should be. HubSpot. HubSpot is a f- completely free CRM uh, that you can use. And what we're, we're not talking about the actual CRM basis right now. We're talking about the um, this particular feature. This feature is email tracking. So it's a Google Chrome extension that you can download, right? So HubSpot, Google Chrome extension, and you download it, attach it to your Google Chrome. You activate it, and what happens is when you're in Gmail, uh, you'll see, I believe, two send buttons, if I'm mistaken, or one. The Gmail send button will turn orange, and that means that if you hit the orange send button, it will now be tracked by HubSpot. It will tell you when someone opens it, opens the email, and they read it. The beautiful thing about it is that this email tracker is BCC. It blind. No one can see the tracker. So when you're sending an important email and you want to know, did this person receive my email? Did they open it? Right? Because an open or a close means a lot. If they open it, that means they read it, most likely. So let me send a follow-up, right? But if I don't know these things, I can't make an educated decision on what to do next. So get the HubSpot tracker, I'm telling you, it saves you a lot of mental stress and provides a lot of opportunity for you to t- make better educated decisions on how to follow up with leads, uh, follow up with, you know, sales and things like that. So use the HubSpot extension to your exp- <laughs> the HubSpot extension to your advantage. I promise you it helps a lot. All right. So without without that being said, of course, I got to plug the agency, accbranding.com. If you're interested in having a marketing team, uh, build your marketing and literally elevate you to the next level, go to accbranding.com or you can send me a message on Instagram, C-A-S-S-4-Q-L or Anthony Clark on LinkedIn. All right, do us a favor, uh, reach out to us. We can have a conversation, we can have a meeting and we can figure out a plan on how to take you to the next level. That's what my team and I are here for. All right, if you need new leads for your business and you don't know how to do this, let me teach you how for free. Download my free ebook, Stacking Leads. You can find it on my Instagram. You can just DM me the word leads on Instagram and I will send you back the ebook. All right. You can go to accbranding.com. Actually, you go to free resources and download it there. All right. Wherever you got to go to get it, make sure you get it. Stacking Leads. All right. It's the number one guide on how to build leads for your business. You need it. All right. With all that being said, again, another episode, no coffee, but. So be it. Got to go. Peace, blessings, cheers.